Before we start this episode, we have a quick message from our sponsors. If you're studying for the Foreign Service Officer Test like us, we have a great study tool for you. Besides listening to our podcast, we also use FSO Compass. On FSO Compass, you can find practice tests for every section, comprehensive courses that guide you through the entire application process, and you can even connect with other aspiring U.S. diplomats. The resources have really helped us prepare, and we hope they help you too. To access FSO Compass and get 10% off your annual subscription, be sure to use the link in our description box. Good luck! Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How Did We Not Know That? My name's Nat. I'm Jack. And today Jack is going to talk about something really exciting and interesting. (laughs) Yeah, okay, so as you may or may not know, this month is uh, Pride Month. And uh, this year is actually going to be the 50th anniversary of the Pride Parade. So today I decided that we should talk about Stonewall riots because that is a really significant part of Pride history. And I did not know a lot about it. I have a lot of friends in the LGBTQ plus community and I'm always hearing about the Stonewall riots, but I never really looked into it for myself. Mm -hmm. That's what we're going to do today. I'm excited. I also don't know all the details, you know. Yeah, all the juicy details. (laughs) Let's hear them. I can't wait. So to start out, we're actually going to talk about uh, the history of abuse to the LGBTQ plus community because a lot of people, they, they still get a lot of abuse today and a lot of the reason for the rioting was because of just getting tired of the abuse and taking a stand for themselves. So a lot of members of the queer community, in addition to just having straight up bullying and hate, were also victims of discriminatory laws. So for a while, it was legal to deny the sale of alcohol or service to them. They were also banned from working certain jobs, especially those who were transgender. Uh, Homosexuality used to be called a mental disorder. They were called sick. And there are also bans on queers entering the army, uh, and they were allowed to be discriminated against by their sexual orientation. So all of this, and there's also terrible things with um, conversion therapy and like electric shock therapy that uh, was legal to perform on anyone who identified as gay or queer. That's awful. Yeah. So... Now we're going to go into the gay rights movement in America. So the first documented U.S. gay rights organization, it was actually the Society for Human Rights, and that was founded in Chicago in 1924. Hey, shout out. And unfortunately, there were police raids uh, on the organization, so they ended up disbanding within a year in 1925. Wow. Yeah, short-lived. So after this time, we don't really see a ton of... uh, gay rights movement groups. Uh, If they are, they're really secretive. I guess they're not documented. But in the 60s of the USA, there was a lot of movements for civil rights. So there's the African-American civil rights movement. We talked about the Native American civil rights movement. There's the birth of feminism, uh, which is women's rights. And then there's also a huge turning point for the gay rights movement. So Right now in the States, it's still illegal for you to publicly display homosexuality, so you can't engage in any gay behavior in public, like holding hands, kissing, or dancing with someone of the same sex. It's still illegal. Oh my god. Wait, I have a question. Is it like 
Do you know what the penalty is? Like, do you just have to pay a fine? Like, do, or do you have to go to jail? Or maybe it depends by state. I think it's, you can get arrested and then you would maybe be tried. I'm sure there was a fine for it as well. And I'm sure it's on your record and then that. Yeah. Or it's like employment and affects your daily life too if that's on your record. Right. It's probably like, I'm thinking like speeding tickets just because I just got one. <laughs> um, like, it, you know how you like, you can, you go to court and then you get tried and you will pay a fine yeah. or if you don't pay that fine then you can like get a larger fine or something like that I'm hoping it's gotcha. something like that and not that you actually like are placed in jail for like years yeah okay mm-hmm. gotcha yeah um yeah my speeding ticket thanks for reminding me <laughs> still gotta pay that one um <laughs> so because of this because they can't display you know their love for each other a lot of people in the lgbtq plus community flock to gay bars and clubs which are places of refuge where they can express themselves openly and socialize without worry so you're probably wondering as i did oh like well if it's illegal <laughs> then how are there gay bars yeah so can, do you have a guess as to why there's still gay bars if it's illegal in the state um okay so i actually like know the answer to this part because i also just listened to something <laughs> about this stuff. um but uh okay if i hadn't have heard that i would have said like oh like it was just like a front like Technically, the owners would say it's just a regular straight bar, but it's, like, kind of secret, like, on the, on the down low, kind of, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I don't know. No, that's, you can, that's you right. Can tell us. That's right. You also know that it's run by the Mafia, which we yeah. have another episode about, which you guys should check out. It's called How Much Money Did the Mafia Make? So you can listen to that after this. But, yeah, the Mafia had so much money and power in the United States that they would just pay off the police or politicians to look the other way and not raid the bars. So that would create a safe space for LGBT. And I know that's like, oh, the Mafia is so nice, so open. No, like, it's very much about money for the Mafia. They would still overcharge the goers by goers what is admission it? Like, like yeah yeah visitors yeah they would charge them with like watered down drinks the drinks were terrible oh. the conditions of the club were unsafe like Jeez. no fire exit because they're just bribing the police anyway so they just got away with cutting costs oh everywhere they could yeah they also would um blackmail the really wealthy patrons who like came so if you're wealthy and you're hiding the fact that you're gay they would blackmail you a lot and get more money so we still don't like the mafia (laughs) that was wow that was something that they did so then one of the gay bars and we're in new york city by the way this is all taking place in new york well all the illegal stuff is like (laughs) everywhere in the states but for this specifically um there's a particular gay bar called the stonewall inn so this is located in the Greenwich Village uh, neighborhood of New York City. It was still relatively cheap to enter and it welcomed drag queens and it was a nightly home for many runaways and homeless gay youths. It was also one of the only gay bars left that allowed dancing. Wow. Well, so even at some gay bars, even within those areas, like the owners had banned dancing? Perhaps, yeah. I, this is just like my notes from it. 
But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm sure, like... That's something uh, so simple. Yeah. That's so sad. You take it for granted, being able to dance. Definitely. I agree. So then, one of the early mornings on June 28th, 1969, though, apparently the mafia didn't pay off the police in time or something. This is what's rumored to have happened. Even though there's also articles that I've read that say that even if you do pay off the police, sometimes they still will raid the bars anyways. So regardless, during this morning, the police came in with a warrant and raided the bar and they started to rough up the patrons, which is a lot of my articles would say they the police roughed up patrons, but um, and that makes it sound lighter than what it actually was is they were like physically beating them up, like physically hitting them with batons. That's what rough up means. Which was, like, it's weird that they, like, always try to put, like, a nicer phrase to describe it. But, no, they were aggressively, like, pushing them around. They were, like, beating them up, um, hitting them with batons, just arresting them, slumping them up against walls and inspecting their gender. And there was something called a three-piece clothing rule, which is what they would arrest people based on. So the three-piece clothing rule wasn't actually a law. We're going to go into that, too. It's just kind of like a rule of thumb but it was that you needed to wear three pieces of clothing deemed by them as appropriate to your gender. And if you weren't, you would then be arrested. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and the reason why this isn't actually a law is because the actual state law of the three-piece clothing law was intended to punish rural farmers who had taken to dressing like Native Americans to fight off tax collectors. Wow. Yeah. Wait, really? Wait, that's insane. Yeah, it's wild. So a lot of rural farmers used to pretend to be Native Americans so they wouldn't have to pay certain taxes. Um, And so that law was created, like the three-piece clothing law. But a lot of the times, police and law enforcement would take that law and twist it in a way that would help them make their arrest. So they applied it to this situation. They also applied it to one of the protests when in like 2011 or 2008 when we had the recession, like the recent recession, there I think there was a protest where people went to Wall Street and were protesting like the bad mortgages and they would wear masks, maybe like to hide their identity and then they would get arrested on the three-piece clothing law not a real law and not really intended for that wow so it's still like even though it's not even a real law it still kind of exists today mm-hmm. that's yeah. ridiculous so that was what they were getting arrested for and eventually okay so the biggest part of stonewall is how did the riot start right like it's just a police raid and raids happen all the time people are getting arrested so why in particular did this time turn into a big riot which sparked the start of the gay rights movement that big question Mm. from that night is who threw the first brick because the brick is symbolizing some apparently someone threw a brick and that's when everything got violent and people started to rise up so that's still actually debated as to how that got started and escalated and it's not confirmed whether a brick was actually thrown or who actually threw it. Wow. But a lot of people did throw stones. That's confirmed. Like, there's a lot of accounts of people there who were like, yeah, we threw (laughs) stones. There were bricks nearby. I don't know if anyone threw a brick. I don't remember throwing a brick. So, but the phrase is still who threw the first brick. And there are three important women who are debated to have started the escalation, but none of them have been confirmed, and we're going to talk about them right now. The first of which is Marsha P. Johnson, which we've been hearing a lot about recently in the news for all of her service to both the black community and the gay community. 
And Marsha was an American gay liberation activist and a self-identified drag queen. She was also African-American. Sylvia Rivera was a Latina American and she was part of the gay liberation and transgender rights activism. And she also identified as a drag queen. She claims she threw the second shot glass, but she didn't throw the first. <laughs> I love that. And then the last person that is debated to have thrown the first brick is Stormy Delarvier. And she was a gay rights activist who is described as a butch lesbian and was working as a bouncer at the bar that night. And the reason I actually feel like Stormy could have been the one who started it, even though I think she claim that she wasn't or maybe pushed off that uh, all the like um, praise for her was there are actually four accounts and several testaments from people who were there that night of a butch woman who was getting roughed up by the police and started to really fight back so she was getting beat up and everything and then she screamed out to the crowd what are you doing why are you just standing there why don't you do something there isn't really any conclusive proof that it was her but Sometimes she claims it, sometimes she denies it, and it's attributed to, like, many, many accounts attribute it to this lady who really kind of got bystanders and people of the bar who had been, started to get arrested, really um, angry and starting to fight back. So, mm-hmm. either way, since we don't know out of the three, or even maybe there's someone else who's not even in these three, who threw the first brick, we still celebrate them as important figures in the gay rights movement. And it doesn't really matter who threw the first brick or stone. It just matters more that someone stood up and fought back. Yeah. And everyone joined in after, you know. And it's funny because uh, who threw the first brick has become a bit of a meme to celebrate gay icons. So I don't know if you um, have been keeping up with some of the pop culture uh, news, but apparently J.K. Rowling uh, tweeted something that was deemed like anti-trans and Daniel Radcliffe recently spoke up about transgender rights in response to it. So people could say Daniel Radcliffe threw the first brick at Stonewall. <laughs> um, unfortunately, <laughs> he did not actually do that, but it's a way to kind of yeah. say that this person I is see. standing up for LGBTQ. Like standing groups. up against, mm-hmm. I see, against discrimination. Yes, gotcha. exactly. So after the first brick is thrown, they start to act and they start to throw pennies, bottles, cobblestone, and other objects at the police. So they were starting to get so fed up with the constant police harassment and social discrimination and abuse that they start to fight back. They start slashing tires and a mob starts to grow. And it's not just, again, the patrons, it's other people passing by who are really upset with the handling of the situation. And it gets so violent where they're Uh, using parking meters to like bang on the doors and they're making like impromptu firebombs and throwing them around. The New York Police Department uh, officers actually retreat into the stone wall to barricade themselves. So now it's just the police are inside and everyone else is outside. So this is why they start trying to light the uh, stone wall in on fire. I don't know if it actually got lit on fire, but they were throwing like matches and firebombs. And then, and they're trying to breach the doors too, to get to the officers. Eventually though, the fire department comes and the police get out and then they formed, and this was like several accounts from people who were actually there, said that they actually formed rockette style kick lines against the police and started singing Stop. which sounds like it's are you serious <laughs> yeah it sounds like it's a movie but they really <laughs> just like formed many kick lines and then just like did kick oh lines God. towards the police i love that so much oh my gosh i wish there was like video like i wish 
the technology existed. So everyone was like filming. It. Yeah, they did it. So oh there's actually God. a Stonewall um, movie that came out. I feel like everything oh. we talk about, there's always a movie that has been released. Yeah. But they tried. They did like a scene representing this as well. Around 4 a.m. that night, they were continuing to riot, but then it got dispersed at 4 a.m. and the riots continued and the protests continued for several days after. And so. All of those riots each night ended up lasting till July 3rd. After those kind of settled down, it started the Gay Liberation Front, which was an organization and a collection of gay, lesbian, and bisexual civil rights organizations that were fighting for LGBTQ rights. So that formed immediately after the Stonewall riots. And then the next year, on the anniversary of Stonewall, on June 28, 1970, the gay liberation movement organized a march in memory of the protests, and that has been held every single year since then, and that's what we know today as Pride Parades. Wow. Yeah, and this is the 50th year anniversary, so really exciting times. And the official chant of the parade was, say it loud, gay is proud. When they were coming up with the phrase, they said something like gay people didn't have rights, but they something they could have was like pride. They could be proud of who they yeah. were. So say it loud, gay is proud was their motto. Well, yeah, it's like you're forced to hide your identity and hide your sexuality and you can't be like you're in danger, you know, if you share that with the public. And yeah, so that's really exciting to see everyone be proud about it. Yeah, and June was later designated as LGBT Pride Month to commemorate the uprising. It was acknowledged by uh, Bill Clinton and the Obama administration that June was Pride Month. And later on, in the during the Obama administration, the Stonewall Inn was declared a national monument. And then in 2019, the New York Police Department issued an apology for the police's treatment of the LGBTQ community and the years of enforcement of discriminatory laws on them. So overall, the Stonewall riots were a catalyst for the gay rights movement, and not just in the USA, but around the entire world. Yeah, happy Pride Month. I know it's sad because we can't really have Pride parades this year, but I've seen a lot of people are doing like virtual like 5Ks in in honor of Pride Month and like online celebrations and fundraisers. Mm -hmm. You could still celebrate Pride Month at home. (laughs) Yeah, no, that was really amazing to learn about. Like, I feel like I had always heard about the Stonewall Riots, but I did not realize that that's how the Pride Parades had started. And I didn't realize they had been going on for that long. That's a long, 50 years. That's a long time. That's really something to be proud about but yeah thank you so much for sharing that jack wow so interesting and yeah thanks everyone for listening don't forget to share this video with your friends (laughs) and leave us a review and check out all those other episodes we mentioned bye This has been an episode of How Did We Not Know That. If you liked it, don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also follow us on all social media, including YouTube, at How Did We Not Know That. If you thought our podcast was low quality, we know. We thought so, too. Help us improve the podcast by contributing to our Patreon. Thank you for listening, and see you guys next week.